This is Barry Zelma speaking for Zelma on Insurance on YouTube. I am an attorney retired from the practice of law and now spend my time acting as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, and author and producer of these YouTube videos. Today I'd like to talk about the first party property insurance policy, which only insures against the risk of loss of property. Insurance policies, of course, are contracts between an, an insurer and an insured that are designed to provide indemnity from the insurer to the insured. The language of insurance contracts are published in multiple formats with almost an infinite variety of terms and the Insurance Services Office, the ISO, publishes thousands of different forms of insurance policy terms and conditions. Modifications continue as case law in different states require modification of insurance policy wording to fulfill the intent of the drafters. An insurance contract can be written to contain nearly any terms that the parties choose. For example, in State Farm Fire and Casualty v. Slade, an Alabama case, the court stated, quote, insurance companies and their insureds are free to agree to any terms in a contract so long as they do not offend some rule of law or contravene public policy. People who own property face the risk of losing that property to perils like fire, lightning, windstorm, hail, earthquake, or vandalism. Just to state a few, insurers spread the risk of loss between their customers and make it affordable for individuals to take the risk of owning property. When discussing insurance, therefore, it is necessary to understand that the first party is the insured, the second party is the insurer, and the third party is the person making a claim against an insured. Third party or liability insurance is against risks faced by the individual insured for damages he or she may requ be required to pay as a result of an accident caused by his or her omission to act. Before the California Supreme Court decided Garvey v. State Farm Fire and Casualty in 1989, thousands of lawsuits were pursued claiming that when a cause of loss not excluded concurred with excluded causes to bring about a loss, the insured would be able to obtain indemnity under a first-party property policy. In those cases, if 1% of the cause was covered and 99% was excluded, courts would find coverage. The California Supreme Court put the issue to rest in Garvey and gave insurers immediate resolution to many pending lawsuits by applying traditional rules of insurance interpretation. The California Supreme Court noted that in recent years before its 1989 decision, 
Some courts have misinterpreted and misapplied its decisions in the case called Sabella v. Whistler in 1963 and State Farm Mutual v. Partridge in 1973 case. In so doing, they have allowed coverage in first-party property damage cases under the holding in Partridge by inappropriately using the Partridge concurrent causation approach as an alternative to Sabella's efficient proximate cause analysis. This extension of the analysis in Partridge, a third-party liability case, allows coverage under a first-party property insurance policy whenever a covered peril is a concurrent proximate cause of the loss, without regard to the application of a specific policy exclusion. Such reasoning, of course, ignores the criteria set forth in the insurance code sections, the relevant analysis in Sabella, and the important distinction between property loss coverage under a first-party property policy and tort liability coverage under a third-party liability insurance policy. Now, in August 1978, the Garvey plaintiffs noticed that a house addition built in the early 1960s, had begun to pull away from the main structure. They also discovered damage to a deck and a garden wall. The Court of Appeal, hearing their case, replaced the Sapella term, quote, efficient proximate cause, close quote, with the term moving cause. Sabella defined efficient proximate cause alternatively as the one that sets others in motion, or as the predominant or moving efficient cause. The Supreme Court used the term efficient proximate cause, meaning the predominating cause, when referring to the Sabella analysis, because the Supreme Court in Garvey believed the phrase moving cause can be misconstrued to deny coverage erroneously, particularly when it is understood literally to mean the triggering cause. In Partridge, the insured was covered under both an automobile liability policy and a homeowner's policy, both liability policies with comprehensive personal liability. The insured, after filing the trigger mechanism of his pistol to create a hair trigger, such negligence covered under the homeowner's policy as well as the automobile liability policy, hunted jackrabbits at night from his vehicle. As he drove over rough terrain while waving the gun in his hand, negligent driving was excluded under the homeowner's liability policy, the gun fired and injured his passenger. First-party property coverage issues were not involved. The Supreme Court in Partridge concluded by saying, although there may be some question whether either of the two causes in the instant case can be properly characterized as prime, moving, or efficient cause of the accident, we believe that coverage under a liability insurance policy is equally available to an insured whenever an insured risk constitutes simply a concurrent proximate cause of the injury. Close quote. The Supreme Court in Garvey noted 
that it is important to separate the causation analysis necessary in a first-party property loss case from that which must be undertaken in a third-party liability case. The term perils in traditional property insurance parlance refers to fortuitous activity, physical forces such as fire, lightning, and wind, which bring about the loss. Thus, the cause of loss in the context of a property insurance contract is totally different from that in a liability policy. This distinction is critical to the resolution of losses involving multiple causes. Frequently, property losses occur which involve more than one peril that might be considered legally significant. If one of the causes arguably falls within the coverage grant commonly either because it is specifically insured as in a name peril policy or not specifically accepted or excluded as in an all-risk policy, disputes over coverage can arise, and usually do. The task becomes one of identifying the most important cause of the loss and attributing the loss to that cause. In the property insurance contract, the insurer and the insured can tailor the policy according to the selection of insured and excluded risks and in the process determine the corresponding premium to meet the economic needs of the insured. The Garvey case presented a classic Sabella situation. The Supreme Court concluded that coverage should be determined by a jury under an efficient proximate cause analysis. If the earth movement was the efficient proximate cause of the loss, then coverage would be denied under Sabella. On the other hand, if negligence was the efficient proximate cause of the loss, then coverage exists under Sabella. These issues were jury questions because sufficient evidence was introduced to support both possibilities. In the Sabella case, their home suffered no appreciable damage until the end of the fourth rainy season, which included the landslide causing rains in the winter of 1955-56. It would seem unreasonable to infer that but for the break in the sewer line, the virtual absence of subsidence damage might have continued for some time. The breaking of the sewer pipe at the Sabella's home and consequent induction of quantities of wastewater into the improperly compacted fill could be viewed by a trier of fact as an unanticipated external event or casualty operating to trigger the greatly accelerated action of possibly inherent vices and cause damage to the dwelling. Because property and liability policies are different, Questions continually arose in California as to when a loss occurred for the purposes of a first-party property policy. The discovery rule did not seem to be appropriate because it was possible for a loss to occur at a property owned by an absentee landlord who would not learn of the loss for years. The Sabella, Partridge, and Garvey case are worth the time to read as a whole. Garvey's efficient proximate cause analysis 
has not been accepted by all courts and all states. So the policy wording of homeowners and commercial property policies have been amended in attempts to avoid the concurrent cause doctrine stated in the Partridge case in states that do not follow the decision of the California Supreme Court in Garvey. This uh, video has adapted from my blog post at zalma.com slash blog, available free with more than 3,150 other blog posts, and was also adapted from my book, The Homeowner's Insurance Policy, available on Kindle or as a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this video to be interesting or of use to you in your profession, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you again for your attention.